Take it away, Derek. What's your question? Why do you guys talk about comics so much? Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? 18 years. <laughs> Toothbrush is still fresh. <laughs> Did they have sex? Because, I mean, she Hulk, you know. Damn it, Tony. We went an entire episode without mentioning Maggot, and then you ruined it. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read him? Batman's got his little fishbowl on his head, but <laughs> Superman doesn't. Cyclops was right. Except when he was wrong. Master Bruce, you are calm. I'm going to silently judge all of you. Shut up, beast. <laughs> Shut up. Like, I've read it so many times, you know, it pretty much just crumbled in my hands. Come on, old chum. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? See, I didn't hate Hellcat until you made me read this miniseries. It was just a joke, but you made it real, Justin. No. You made it real. I, I prefer my Dazzler singing, like, Creedence Clearwater Revival songs at Australian bars. Titty discs. And... <laughs> That's what to be known as from now on. Like, I'm going to go into the Marvel Wikipedia and edit that. Whatever it is. <laughs> 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 it get better than that. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? Hey guys, welcome back to another creepy, ooky, altogether kooky episode of Fanholes Comics. Motherfucker, do you read them? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight on this Fanholes Fright <coughs> Fest tie-in episode. And I am joined by... Two, count them, two of my fellow Spooky Dookie fan holes. Why don't you give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight? Hey, it's Mike, and I have been consumed by the killing intent. And this is Justin. All right, so this is, of course, as we've stated, part of Fanhole's Fright Fest, and we were all conscripted here to discuss the Udon. I guess, I don't know what, it's not really a mini series, and it's not really a maxi series, but it's about, what, like eight or nine issues worth of comics that comprises Street Fighter versus Darkstalkers. And of course, if you're not familiar with those two video game properties, they're both fighting games and the dark stalkers in particular are all reminiscent of kind of movie monsters and and kind of creepy crawlies and all that kind of good stuff so it's it's quite appropriate to be talking on a halloween episode for fanals fright fest and basically i guess i'm gonna turn it over to mike because he's gonna kind of go into a, a mini synopsis of kind of what happens during these like eight or nine issues. And of course we've all read it. So after he finishes that, we will discuss. All right. Well, yeah, this is a, if, well, I guess if you count the zero issue, it's a nine issue. Yeah. I guess you would call it a maxi series. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then you, you, you had us read that, that free comic book day thing which was very helpful by yeah, the way it, it and so so it's almost it's almost like it's like 10 issues yeah then, that right? kind of concludes a plot a major plot development and like you you would think this is kind of like a cross like a special like crossover event but it actually is like a continuation of the actual plot from like udon street fighter comics and their dark stalker comics and like it actually is fairly important to like the like guess the mythology they've kind of built up and um, it's written by uh, Ken Su Chong, who who basically wrote all of, I think virtually all of like uh, Udon's Street Fighter and Darkstalkers content up to this day. 
And I mean, that stuff, that stuff's been released like sort, there's a lot of it now, but it's sort of been released kind of sporadically over the last like 10, 15 years. So I think there's probably like less than 100 issues like altogether, even though it started in like 2005 or six, maybe. Street Fighter vs. Darkstalkers is a crossover series by Udon between the two Capcom franchises clashing against each other. The event was preluded in previous titles such as Street Fighter Legends Kami, where within each issue featured preview chapters with Darkstalkers facing off against the fighters. After Gil's death at the hands of Ryu in Street Fighter Unlimited, his soul ends up being sent to the demonic realm of Makai, where he's found by none other than Jetta who has also fallen from grace and proposes an alliance with the Dark Messiah to reshape the universe to their will. They send out Lilith to gather several warriors to his makeshift realm of Majigan and use their energy to complete their nefarious plan and unleash chaos upon the human world. The only hope of salvation lies in the martial artists and the dark monsters teaming up to stop the villains from fulfilling their goal. So yeah, that's slightly more informational, not by much, but... You know, the, yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's it's quite an in in depth, you know, series and story. I mean, I, I I was following some of those Udon comics for a while, but I I I haven't been as faithful to them as you have. Like, I sort of lost track of them along the way. But this was not, this was not. I don't know. What, Justin may disagree with me because maybe I'm more familiar with the characters. But this was not exceptionally difficult for me to follow as a story i mean it, it seemed like it kind of had a you know sort of a, a secret wars battle world feel to it you know they they get that the, the various casts from the different comics slash video game series get ported to another you know realm and then you know they they have misunderstandings and fight amongst themselves and then they all kind of team up and there's various you know a and b and c subplots and there's kind of some entertaining backup stories for the characters who aren't part of the the a plot of of the main story where there's little you know little fun kind of backup strips that you know in case you you know, don't get to touch on certain characters. You know, you've got the backup strips there to at least give them a little bit of fan service. And like overall, I mean, I I pretty much I enjoyed reading the the series. I thought it was I thought it was kind of fun actually. So yeah, like in like I well, like you said, like I've I, I've I've read virtually every like Street Fighter thing that Udon's put out, but it's kind of hard to keep track of them because their releases are so sporadic and they just kind of like come out out of nowhere where like, I kind of learn about them like right the week they're coming out. Like I, I barely mm. ever see any ads for them. Like, like at the end of, uh, I think the like free comic book day issue, there's like an ad for, they're doing like a Sagat origins, like mini series. And like, there's still no official release date for that. It just has like uh, okay. 2018. And I'm like, okay, well I keep, Every so often, like, I'll Google it and say, does anyone know when this is, like, coming out? Or, you know, is it just going to randomly drop at some point? But So when when was this released, like, this this series itself, the Street Fighter versus Darkstalkers? I think it, it started in, like, February or March of last year. And okay. then it more or less, like, came out monthly after that. I, I thought it was kind of interesting because I guess I was I it, it actually made me think of 
you know, dare I bring it up, but it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the the Legend of Chun Li movie because I was kind of like, oh, like I, I don't know. To me, I was kind of like, oh, Chun Li's like kind of. I mean, I would say she's the main character from the Street Fighter universe in this story. Like, it seems to be like almost her arc. I mean, it's like maybe her and Morgan are the most important characters from their respective universes. And like, what was funny was I'm not. I'm not, like I said, I don't keep up with it religiously or anything. Like, I wasn't super familiar with that look for Chun-Li. So at first I was kind of like, oh, there's some chick dressed up like Slave Leia. Like, who's that? And then I was like, all of a sudden when when I think she started fighting in the, you know, the, the evil realm that they were in or whatever, I was like, oh, they're talking about meaty legs and everything. And I was like, oh, oh, well, this must be Chun-Li in some other outfit. And then, you know, sure enough, that's, you know, that's who it is, who it was. And... You know, eventually, I think after she, you know, talks to to Jin or whatever towards the end of the series and gets some some killer intent training or what have you, you know, then she kind of returns to, I guess, her more classic or standard outfit or whatever. But, you know, at at first I wasn't, you know, like I said, I'm not I wasn't super familiar with that outfit for her. But it kind of it kind of reminded me like the way the golds and everything like I don't know why it reminded me a lot of like it's like if you took like the haircut for or or the the hair <clears throat> style for princess leia from the ewok village but then you put her in like the slave leia outfit like that's kind of yeah. what chunli looked like uh, to I, me I was going to say that's like, that's like a downloadable costume from i think like street fighter 4 like in, okay. it's it's just popular because oh i can't imagine why it's popular i mean like <laughs> but i don't know like i, I she's worn it a couple times in like uh the, the series in fact there is like it's funny you mentioned like slave leia because there's like a i think either in the last street fighter series or the one before it but um she gets like captured by vega and she kind of like gets she wakes up in that outfit and like mm. and, like vega's kind of like jabba the hut to her almost okay like, so, yeah. okay but yeah and also i i forgot to mention too like when i said like it it might seem like this is like a like you know when you say crossover it's kind of like you kind of think of oh some kind of non-consequential standalone story that like won't have any like consequences to any larger story you'd tell in like the street fighter or dark stalkers universe but the plot to this like series is actually the plot to dark stalkers 3 like the video game where mm. um like Jetta is trying to, you know, uh, create like what they call the fetus of God, which is basically this giant like demon baby, and like it. Jet- I, I was getting, I was getting more Akira flashbacks, but without the bubbly <laughs> oozing mass. Like this was, this was a more straightforward like evil baby trying to like destroy the universe. Yeah, you know? but but it's like Jetta is the boss of Darkstalkers three, or uh, it's called Vampire Savior in uh Japan. But uh, his his final level is basically you're you're in like that like hellscape and you see the like giant baby fetus like all plugged in and stuff in the background. And then like when someone wins, the baby fetus like opens his eyes and starts vibrating and it's like super freaky. So like, yeah, I I know I've played that game, but I, it's possible I never got that far in the, the tournaments or whatever. But but I know I've played Darkstalkers three before. But yeah, it, this is like I said, this is basically the plot of that game, but with Street Fighter characters inserted into it, too. And then 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 it seems like like there's consequences for what happens to characters like Ken 
gets kind of like wounded in this where he, you know, it, it's almost like, I mean, if, if you didn't know any better, they, they treat it like he got bit by a zombie or a werewolf or something, but that's not exactly what happens. And so it seems like because he was wounded, it's like the dark energies from that universe they were in, like stepped into him. So he has his own <coughs> sort of, you know, dark Ken version or whatever. So it's like there's, and, and that clearly seeps over into the regular street fighter storyline as well. Cause we read it in that, you know, it kind of picked up in that street fighter free comic book day thing. So it's like, it's not like they, you know, I, I guess the, the reason why I keep making allusions to, like Secret Wars and Battle World is like for for all intents and purposes like you know if if Ken is you know I don't know Peter Parker or somebody you know it's like he brings the alien costume back with him and then it carries over into his own storyline but in this case it's kind of like he he got this kind of dark hado zombie bite or something and and went back into his own universe and then he's he's beating the crap out of people in his own universe like with his that like that version of Ken, which they call like violent Ken, is actually like from like like it's fair like relatively recent, but like they've they've had that version in video games, and it's kind of like the answer to like evil Ryu basically, mm -hmm. and it's it's kind of an extension of um you know in like Street Fighter Two the animated movie when Ken's like brainwashed by Bison, it's kind of like an right. extension yeah, of yeah. that. Okay, yeah, so. okay, okay, I can see that. That makes sense. Okay, and this you may have to answer the question for me, but when when they're raiding like Anarchus's tomb in the zero issue, like those two guys, it's like the the one guy and he's with like I don't know the genie from Aladdin or whatever. <laughs> like like I I don't know are those Street Fighter yeah, characters the, or those Dark Soccer? That's, um, okay, because I'm not familiar. In uh, his like his basically butler who is oh, okay well okay. it's kind of, it's kind of like beerus and weiss from dragon ball z where, oh, okay. where his okay. butler yeah, is yeah. like more powerful than him but he's also okay. like his like retainer kind of okay and okay. yeah like rashid was a new character for street fighter 5 okay. and like like okay. I, I don't know much about him other than like yeah like the deal with his butler and he's like a, he's basically a rich arab kid like who like goes around the globe with his butler and like seeks adventure and stuff. So my my favorite thing from that issue was when he did like the whole aliens meme thing. Like that had to track me up. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that. They're, they're, they're like aliens and he's got his hands up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did like that. Yeah. He's he's like he's basically he's like the main character of Street Fighter five. So like okay. I, I like he didn't like he, that kind of petered out though like they kind of like they abducted Rashid and then I don't think you see him again until they show like all the other street fighters like fighting on earth or whatever yeah. and like yeah. like he doesn't really even factor into the larger story but well it, it's interesting too because like I was saying I I guess w what my thought was was I, it, the reason why I asked when this was written and when it came out was cuz I was like are they are they pushing for Chun Li to be the lead character? And I was like, you know, I, for some reason I was thinking, is that like a movie tie-in? But clearly they're so far apart, like that probably has nothing to do with it. But but my my thinking was like I'm sitting there going, oh well, clearly Chun Li is the main <laughs> character in this, and yet you had other. I, I could tell he was some... I, I wasn't sure if he was from Darkstalkers or Street Fighter, but I could tell Rashid was some kind of 
important prominent character in the universe and it's like they dedicated some 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 good pages to him just like they dedicate some decent pages to ryu and i know how important ryu is to street fighter but yet he's not that both those characters were not super consequential to the grander a plot story in this in this series like if you're expecting like i don't know like ryu and donovan to have a buddy movie and go I don't know, beat up like monsters or something. That's not what this is, you know, because I, I guess Donovan plays more of a role than Ryu, but, you know, I, I guess I'm just saying that to illustrate a point where I was kind of thinking like, well, that, you know, Chun Li played a much bigger role than I would have anticipated. Yeah. Well, I guess to, to put it in terms like, like, not that, not that you don't understand, but to put it in terms you would better like relate to, like, like, Say, consider Chun Li is basically like the Wonder Woman of the Street Fighter universe. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like if if so, Ryu, Ryu is like, like Superman, I guess, and like you know maybe. Yeah, it it seems like yeah, yeah Ryu or Batman and Superman are taking a backseat, and Wonder Woman's kind of leading the charge in this particular storyline. Yeah. Yeah, and then like at the end of the last Street Fighter comic, which I think it was Street Fighter Unlimited, like Ryu finally like balanced like the Dark Hado, the Satsui no Hado, or whatever with his like light side, and became like this like super super Ryu basically, and he, he finally like had a big punch up with Akuma and like decisively beat him. So that's like why why you find like Akuma like out alone training like in this series where he's like you know I was like recently defeated and I've been you know trying to improve myself and I thought it was like interesting that they like kind of like made like had Akuma be part of like the good guys basically yeah this one. yeah well, and 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 speaking to the strength of how it was written I mean to just to to let the listeners know like I did not read that definitive. Super Ryu, Ryu whoops ass on Akuma story, but I could tell, like, they, they didn't come outright and say it, but I'm kind of sitting there going, oh, like, he got his ass whooped by Ryu, and now he's he's off training and growing an even bigger beard than Ryu's growing, you know, and I'm like, okay, but, like, I get it, like, I, I kind of know, you know, without them coming outright and saying it, what, what went down, you know, behind the scenes, or at least, you know, for me, it was behind the scenes, but obviously there's, there's comics that detail what, what actually happened to lead Akuma down that and path and everything. As, as you can tell by my avatar, like, I thought it was super badass when, like, Akuma was wielding Donovan's, like, Devil Slayer. Blade. Yeah. Like, I thought that was kind of like a sort of bizarro, like, Captain America wielding Thor's hammer, like, moment or something. Where, right, right. Where Donovan right. was kind of like, it's like, the de it's, my demon blood is, like, too corrupted in this realm. Like, I can't control my sword. And Akuma just, like, picks it up and is like, I can use it. And I kind of I feel like it's, it's, it's a little twisted, though. It's kind of like Mephisto wielding the Spear of Destiny or something, you know? Like, yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're both kind of, I don't know, like, heavy-duty objects, but, but it seems kind of odd to to pair them up together. But, you know, but, but I, I like how they were basically like, well, if anybody can transport us to this this kind of dark dimension, it's going to be Akuma, because he's, he's basically mastered his dark energies, so, so he'll be able to take us there at his beck and call. I also really dig, like, Sagat's role in this story, because he's probably my favorite Street Fighter character, 
And, like, over the years, like, Capcom has, like, gently massaged Sagat into, like, a good guy. Like, basically, where, you know, he he was the boss of the original Street Fighter game. You know, we had the rivalry, rivalry with Ryu. And then, like, you know, he joins forces with Bison. But, like, over the years, like, Capcom's finally, like, like kind of been like, well, Sagat's actually, like, an honorable guy. And, like, the only reason he was with Bison is because he was kind of lost. And then, like, finally he kind of, like, found his own inner peace. And now he's, like, a decent guy. And, like, I think there was there was a lot of that, that in that, like, Ryu final manga where him and Sagat yeah. were, like, you know, yeah. respected rivals. And I think you compared Sagat to, like, Doctor Doom almost where he has, like, yeah. a certain nobility. And I mean, this one, like, if, if he, he was Doctor Doom in that, and in this one, he's kind of like Doctor Doom as like Iron Man or something, where he's like straight up like an ally, like to right, everyone. right. And then he has those talks with Chun Li about, you know, like basically like once you go down the dark killing intent martial art path, like you know that can be something hard to come back from. So he's he's kind of sagely advising her through through his own personal experience because he's been down that path so the words have more weight than if you know to me it's always kind of like it, it, it's one thing when somebody's like we don't kill don't kill it's like but at least at least sagat is somebody who's like i've killed motherfuckers before and i know it's not it doesn't it doesn't rest easy with your soul so i'm i'm just letting you know that ahead of time like it's fine if you go ahead and do that but you know, like I'll I'll let you know that it, it's it it will it will forever change you, and then she's kind of like okay, you know, like that. I don't know. To me, that has more weight coming from him than it would from you know I don't know like you know some some other person just kind of crowing about you know it's bad you know it's bad to kill people. I I, I did really like um Gen showing up again like Chun Li's old sensei because mm-hmm. he he actually like died in like one of the previous Udon Street Fighters and like in the games Gen's like whole shtick is that he's dying like I think it's like of leukemia or something and he just kind of wants a final battle to the death before he dies of his disease and like he finally like had a final like death match with Akuma in the Udon comics earlier and then passed on. So it was nice to see him like as a ghost, I guess, basically. And then he kind of completes Chun-Li's training. And it, it was, I thought it was super cool to see Chun-Li like using his techniques, like in a certain circumstances, like later on in this series. I, I guess I should say that for me, the, I, I did rather appreciate the fact that I, I thought Morgan was the other prominent main character as far as the dark stalkers equation because i've always been a big fan of the character like i'd like i I like using her in fighting games i think she looks you know gorgeous and all that kind of stuff and you know but i i do genuinely like the character so there there was that aspect to it where i i just enjoyed myself in in seeing her kind of you know she was not just a background character like she was yeah. pretty much at the and forefront of the eight story she kind of gets her own like like awesome power up scene when her and lilith like finally become one again they're i guess they're kind of like a piccolo like kami sort of thing yeah like, if you, yeah, yeah yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah so like she gets they get to merge again and like see uh jetta or our gill i think off i forgot who they use that super soul spark on or Oh, oh, I think don't they they push the baby into the portal with it, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 
but yeah like i like like this ken sujong like he he really like he knows his stuff and like i i think that like everything that happens that's badass in this like comic is basically straight like canon like or or something that would would be implied in the games but like you'd never see made manifest until now so like yeah, like, I, I really dug, like, that Chun-Li, like, unlocking all her potential, and then, like, Morrigan, like, getting her power up and stuff, and then, like, yeah, Akuma using, like, Donovan's, like, blade, and, like, I, I thought those were all, like, super, even, like, Ken becoming violent Ken to some extent was, like, you know, oh, like, it's nice to see this, like, what-if scenario from the games become, like, mana, like, may be made manifest, basically. yeah. I, I I think like Justin mentioned, he liked the the aliens meme that was done in the the zero issue with with Rashid. Like I, I think one of my favorite moments was when Lord Raptors like you know meet my backup dancers and they're doing like the Michael Jackson like thriller move like and they're all dancing as they attack like the I guess you'd call them you know the night warriors and the street fighters or whatever. So I thought that was I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, but basically, like again, like like you said, this this was like like super fun for me because like as I said, it's very faithful. It's and everything that happens like makes sense in context of the games and stuff. And like I, I like all the character matchups are really like like well done. Like like yeah, even yeah. even not even between like Street Fighters and like Darkstalkers, but like I I always think it's funny that like they they pair up felicia with like talbane like the werewolf mm. like a cat and a dog like a, yeah, I think yeah. that's like a good like pairing basically and i think like they they have like they say they're friends but i think like the dark stalkers like series kind of implied that they're they could be more than that so like it's kind okay. of like a cute okay. thing yeah i mean i you know to, to me like i i tend to think of donovan as like the 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 superman of the dark soccer's universe or like you you kind of compared him to thor the way you know he wields the sword and everything but you know whatever kind of a-list character you're thinking of like like i i kind of tend to think of donovan as that character but it was interesting how they go into his you know basically how he is a dampier and like you know they they unleash him in the middle of the storyline and he he kind of goes like all dark phoenix for a couple moments and everything and then they have like the little girl anita to sort of you know talk him down and everything the the um i'm trying to think but like the I, the characters i'm familiar with from dark stalkers are probably going to be from the early <laughs> games i guess but like even the backup strips like i i love that that backup strip with with BB Hood, where she's running around, yeah, she runs into great. Blanca. You know, it's like a dark stalker, so she's trying to like feed him like exploding apples and all that stuff. Like, I I was always super cheap with BB Hood, where you just like throw bombs at people and shoot people and all that other stuff. So like that that was a fun backup strip. I think the 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 like Gilman type character, like where he gets into a fight with. Uh, see, I don't even know who that chick is, but I assume it's like a Street Fighter Five yeah, character yeah, or something. Laura. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Like, but I, I thought that was a, a pretty, you know, cute story or whatever. Like when that came out, I was kind of like, is this supposed to be like an allusion to like the shape of water or something? Like where it's like mm. a fish man mm. and a girl, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that that yeah, I can see that because that's obviously in the the popular public consciousness and everything. And like I, I mean, and then Bishamon was a character that I was pretty familiar with, so it's like seeing him run around and try to, you know, 
attack the, the basically our A-list or A-plot characters was kind of like a fun thing because he's just kind of all about the, you know, the heat of battle and, and challenging people who, you know, he thinks are worthy of his sword and all that kind of good stuff. I'm trying to think of, like, I guess the... the it's like the and and then there's like the the you know the the Victor character that's basically like the 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 Frankenstein you know counterpart or or version or whatever and like but like he had there there was like this girl that helped them out and kept healing everybody like I didn't know who she was that's that's Elena she's from Street Fighter Three okay okay. So he like, is, and she's the one. She's the one who goes back and heals his friend after they he the, he like holds off all the bad guys in that one yeah. cavern or whatever. Okay. Like she's, she's like she has like ridiculous like I guess plot armor or fan aura in like the Street Fighter universe because like Elena's like whole thing is that everyone loves her basically. Like she's. She's the most friendly, like most accessible person, and there's like in I think Street she's in Street Fighter Four too, and like during her ending, she like has like her cell phone, and she's like, oh, I met such such like great friends on like my journey and stuff, and there's even a selfie of her and Akuma together, so it's like even, <laughs> like even Akuma like and like Akuma's looking all confused with her and she, stuff. Well, so. what is what is she like the squirrel girl of like yeah, Street she, Fighter or something? Yeah, like everyone loves her like she she heal she is like healing powers and like her whole shtick is that she's like the most friendliest person like in the world mm-hmm. yeah because i i know i wasn't like super familiar with the character but again the way this was written you know you figure it out fairly easily like oh she's healing people and she helps people out and stuff and she you know had... even, even you know the the frankenstein character you know victor like in dark stalkers is like friend new friend <laughs> you know so you're like okay it's it, it's not rocket science like you you pretty much figure out like you know what, what she's about you know but well, she i think like i it's probably been a while since you read uh ryu final but she had a cameo in that like when okay ryu okay. has like his vision about the wind and the trees like talking and she's like the girl in his dream basically okay. like okay yeah, so okay where she's like, hey, man, like, you're awesome, and I'm here to tell you you're awesome because I'm awesome. And, like, you know, my word is, like, she. it's basically, like, whoever Elena says is cool is cool because Elena is cool, basically. So to put it Justin, in my my logic. It, Justin, I kept thinking, like, every time they did cut to Ryu because he had his beard or whatever, like, I kept thinking of Kamen Rider build when when – Grease calls um, Night Rogue like Beardy all the time. <laughs> so I was like, I was in my in my head cannon. I was like, oh, this is this is quote unquote Beardy Ryu, like Beardo, that, that, that Beardo Ryu. That's that version of him or whatever. Yeah, that's that, that's like one of his alternate costumes from like I think Street Fighter Five, where he's like shirtless and bearded and like as as far as the like Udon storyline goes, he's currently like training with Oro, like the old hermit guy. You must remember him, Derek. Like he was in Ryu Final. Like he he was he was the my young apprentice like guy that was oh, following okay. Ryu around. Okay. Yeah. So I think there's even a backup story with him. Yeah, yeah. That's series. that's the one. Yeah. That's the one where where um, what's her face? Lilith shows up and then she turns into like all those other like hotties and he's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Justin, like I know you said you didn't have a whole lot to say about this, but did you did you have any other like thoughts about like things? 
I did like it. I thought it was a lot of fun. When it comes to Morrigan, I think Derek and I are like super secret brothers because she's the one from, well, I guess Morrigan and Lilith are the dark stalkers I'm the most familiar with. And, you know, kind of like Derek, if I was playing a fighting game like Marvel versus Capcom or whatever, and she was like a choice, like I would usually pick her. I was happy to see that she kind of got the lion's share of the Darkstalkers uh, plots, I guess. And I did think it was really cool that she kind of merged with Lilith. You know, kind of like you said, it was like a, you know, a Piccolo Kami moment. And when it happened, I was like, well, that's cool. It's like, you know, uh, super-powered Morgan, and she's got like the Lilith's colors. I thought that was really neat. Yeah, it was fun. There was some stuff I, I kind of wanted to know more about, like when it got to Akuma, I was like, ooh, Akuma, because like, I, I like Akuma, like he, he's probably my favorite Street Fighter character, and I was thinking back to like w when I was playing Street Fighter Cross Tekken, like he was my go-to guy, like I, I played a lot with Akuma in that game, and then you know you were talking about like, oh, he just had this huge fight with Ryu, and that's why I was talking about like he lost, and he was out like doing like his Captain Kirk Star Trek Generations thing, he was like chopping wood and not really giving a crap about anything. So I was like, I kind of want to, I want to know more about that. So like when Akuma sh uh, showed up and got involved, like I kind of like, I don't know, I, I was going to say like I sat up and paid attention, but like I was already paying attention, but I guess I like my uh, interest like increased when uh, Akuma showed up. But yeah, there was, there was a lot of cool moments in this. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was, I thought it was funny when you get to see like, little baby uh, little baby felicia and she's still got like her little cat stuff on and i was like <laughs> yeah like i i remember like when i was watching the doc stalkers cartoon and i was like is that is she born with that or is that like a costume and i was like oh that's kind of funny either way you either way you look at it like when she's like a, a baby it, it's kind of funny yeah she she is a cat woman a literal cat woman yeah but yeah like like i said i i think if if you're like up to your chin in Street Fighter and Darkstalkers lore, like you're really gonna enjoy this. But whereas me, it's like I kind of like I have like faint like you know Tony Jackson memories of Darkstalkers, so I'm just like I'm like okay, Jetta, I know you. You're from Darkstalkers, and that's all I remember of you. <laughs> and then I'm I'm like familiar with like most of these Street Fighter guys, but not all. So I'm like, you know, for someone like me who has just kind of like a surface level knowledge, like I thought it was fun, but there were a lot of moments where I was like, who is this guy? And like, like I said before, like off air, I was like, when the Kikaida looking guy showed up, I was like, is that the robot from Street Fighter 4 that I could never beat? And I was like, no, that guy's name is Seth. And then they said his name was Gil. I was like, oh yeah, I think he's from like another game like that. That's kind of, that's kind of how like my fuzzy memory was like interpreting things but uh maybe, maybe that's maybe that's a secret nod to kakaida anyway because he's red and blue and his name is gil yeah like like he's like i said he's the boss of street fighter 3 and he was a huge deal when like street fighter 3 came out because that was the time when like the street fighter engine finally was advanced enough to like mirror the sprites so it was like if Gil was on the left side, like his blue side was showing, and if he was on the right side, his red side was showing, and that was like the huge graphical like enhancement at the time. <laughs> it's like we don't have to mirror them anymore; like we can animate both sides of the character. <laughs> but uh, I, I did think this was a lot of fun, and then, I, like in my head thoughts, like after I finished this, I was like, wouldn't it be cool if there was like a Street Fighter versus 
Darkstalkers versus Tekken comic. I was like, that'd be super cool. <laughs> like, I'd read that. Yeah. Well, the the next uh, I was gonna say like they they had a Street Fighter versus GI Joe by IDW like like sometime after this and it was not as good not at all like <laughs> it was pretty bad actually but isn't it wasn't that written by the same person who wrote the Scarlet Strike Force or whatever uh I don't remember maybe i don't know I, I i i think it was and i think it was equally like not well received yeah. so so because i remember i was getting excited about that because i was like oh boy street fighter versus gi joe and then you told me oh that's not so good and then and then i kind of took you at your word so we kind of just you know forgot about it or whatever and then and then i think later i was reading like whoever wrote that scarlet strike force thing that nobody liked that got canned after a few issues it was the same person who wrote the street fighter versus gi joe so i went oh well that that probably makes sense because you know like it probably it probably was the same type of writing style that people weren't quite that into you know what'd you guys think of like the art because it's like there were two main artists i think and uh one was um the main guy uh actually i forgot his name i gotta look it up um hang on i without without you telling us the names i think i like the first guy better than the second guy if the second guy did the latter issues because i felt like the early issues were more detailed somehow like i i don't i don't think it was a jarring change like it wasn't like one of those things where like you you changed artists and you went oh my god like it, you know it's like it's not like you went from like you know i don't know john ramita to bill skinko skinkevich or whatever you know it's not like it was that jarring of a change but you know it, it, it i think towards the end i kind of just noticed oh this is not I don't know, like, the, the, the fights seemed, like, less dynamic. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's just, like, like there were... I, I just thought there were different choices that could have been made in the way the, the fight structure was shown, I guess, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, um, I think the main guy, like, the the guy who did like the first few issues. And then I think like some of the last few issues was uh, Edward, Edwin Hang. Or okay. Hang. And uh, I think uh, the f the fill-in guy, I guess the guy who did like less issues was uh, Hanzo Steinbeck. So, okay. Yeah. But I mean, I, I kind of liked both styles, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't have a, I didn't find either style atrocious or bad. Like I, I thought they were both good. And, and like I said, the change was not especially jarring or anything either, but I just think, I don't know. I, I, I think some of them, I don't know, like, it, it felt like sometimes you were seeing things from a bird's eye view, like, it's almost like the antithesis of what people complain about in modern movies, where, like, the fights are all close-ups and you can't see the fight, like, I just felt like it was, in some cases, it was, like, too much of a, it was, like, uh, all the fights had to be viewed from, like, a satellite or something, you know, like, where I was kind of <laughs> like, well, that's a little too, like, I don't know. It's not personal enough. Like I, it was harder to get engaged on some of those levels because I felt like, you know, like I was viewing it from a cliff where it's like, Oh, from this safe distance up here, I can easily snipe you or whatever. But it's like, there's no, because you're the reader, you're not feeling the, the peril or engagement in the actuality of what they're trying to show you from time to time. So that, I mean, that, that would be my only 
you know, and it, it's a light criticism. It's not like a damning criticism or anything. It's just, you know, there's a couple panels where I was like, oh, it looks like I'm watching, you know, Morrigan zap this red baby from a bird's eye view or whatever. And it's like, well, I, I don't know that that's as impactful as, you know, if it was like a medium shot and, you know, you had some Gohan, like, you know, sweat on her face or, you know, whatever. I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out there. But that's that's just was kind of my my first impressions yeah. of the, the art. I, I was just happy that, like, you know, usually when you get a fill-in artist, it's like, well, this guy's not as good as, like, the main artist. Mm -hmm. But I like, mm -hmm. I kind of mm -hmm. enjoyed, like, the switching styles, like, every yeah. so often, yeah. yeah. What did you guys think of the the free comic book day, like, like Street Fighter issue that kind of concludes, like, Ken's, like, storyline? I, I forgot to read that. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, was, I, was, I was super happy you mentioned it because that was something I definitely wouldn't have read on my own had you not told me. And, like, I think I would have felt a little, like, I don't know. I, I, I think I, I would have felt like Ken's arc was somewhat lacking if I just read the the Street Fighter versus Darkstalkers issues. So I was kind of happy to put a little nightcap on it where I was kind of like, oh, yeah, there's there's still a little more story here, and it actually deals with it rather than just leaving it this kind of... I don't know, the, the miniseries kind of leaves it at like this ominous thing, and then it was like... You know that stupid meme I posted where, like, the, the dog comes in and it's the scene from Dragon Ball Z where the music's playing and then, like, yeah, the, yeah. The, the music turns up and they're just about to fight? Like, I kind of felt like that was, like, the end of the, the you know, what do you call them, like, uh, angry Ken? Or, Vi violent Ken. Vi violent Ken. It's like, it's like, it seemed like violent Ken went into overdrive and then they, like, you know, basically cut to next time you know credits or whatever and i was kind of like oh that's how this miniseries ends like i was like oh i kind of want to know a little more about that and then i went oh well that's why there's this free comic book day that goes into more about that so i was like i, I was i was pretty pleased to read it and then i like i told justin i was getting a kick out of watching you know beardo ryu go from beardo ryu to like you know getting himself all clean shaven and th the only thing that i thought was kind of weird about that was like okay like if ryu is the you know superman optimus prime whatever it's like well fair enough he's going to you know best violent ken and then try to attempt to help his comrade you know you know uh you know relieve himself of this this dark thing, you know, and everything like that. And eventually, you know, Ken comes to it on his own. He's like, oh, my wife, Eliza, you know, my, my kid. Like, th those are the things that are going to keep me on the straight and narrow so I won't become violent Ken, right? And that's that's how the story ends, and it, it, he comes to it of his own, and, and, like, that's fair enough. But the only thing that I thought was kind of weird was, like, you've got Dan Habiki, who's, like, the lamest character ever, and, like, and then Sakura, and, like... <clears throat> I don't know. Like there was just something about it where I was like, wait, so the, I don't know. There, there was just this moment where it looked like they were going to get the upper hand against violent Ken, you know, like they, they have that exchange and eventually violent Ken, like, you know, seems to like whoop the shit out of them. But like for a minute there, I was just kind of like, wait a minute. Like why, you know, like, I don't know. I was just like, why is it's like, it's like I, I had flashbacks to playing street fighter where like, you know, people would, be cheap and just flip you with Dan like for the whole match to just just to prove like what a lame you know <laughs> I do were. I do that yeah 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 <laughs> you know and it's like it's like and so they have that scene where he's like flipping around violent Ken like five times in a row and I'm like 
God, you're being cheap in a comic book on panel, and I'm mad at you, and we're not even <laughs> playing a fighting game. So I was like, I was kind of getting irritated with that, where I was like, come on, Sakura and Dan can't beat up violent Ken. Like, this is dumb. Like, what is this? You know, so, like, I, I was getting kind of irritated at that part of it. But, yeah, I mean, I just, yeah. Well, to add a little of context to it, like, in, in the last, one of the last arcs, like, Sakura, Sakura actually, like, fell victim to like the satsui no hado and became like dark sakura and stuff so she was like she she has been training with ryu like fairly consistently for like i i think in the i forgot if they say it but i i think like from the first street fighter series to this one like seven or eight years have passed so like sakura is probably in her 20s now so like she probably has like some like experience under her belt now okay. so okay. but yeah dan and i mean dan's the joke character uh, he actually has matured a little bit like he's had some character development in the comics but you're right like he should there's no reason he shouldn't get like stomped outright yeah, like, I, I was kind of thinking if it was Dan, you know, it'd be one of these things where he, you know, Violent Ken would, like, backhand him and he'd go flying away like Team Rocket, like, immediately. But instead, it's like he actually, like, he's, like, puffing his chest and putting up, like, a good show for five minutes before he gets, like, bitch-smacked. And I was just like, what? Like, so, but yeah, no, this, but I, I think overall, like, you know, this was a lot of fun. I think, like, you're saying the art was good and, and. You know, I, I enjoyed the kind of epilogue issue, too, because I, I thought that kind of put a, a good um, a good stamp on the the ending and well, stuff. If it, if it makes you feel any better, like a, like Dan probably has a better chance against Ken than like Rufus does. Rufus is like from Street Fighter <laughs> four and like Rufus's whole bit is that like. He is like Ken's rival, but Ken doesn't even know who he is. Like, who is? It's like, who is this fat guy who's following me around and saying like, like you know, because like Ken is acknowledged as like the best martial artist in America, but Rufus is like, like bullshit. I'm the best martial artist in America, and he's he's basically like a like even more of a Mister like Satan guy than Dan is. So, mm -hmm. well, he he certainly beats the hell out of <laughs> yeah. Rufus. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I liked that issue, and I'm I'm glad like it it was it was a thing, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like I said like they announced that like Street Fighter Origins Sagat miniseries, but they haven't like announced any continuation of like the like continuity like like so I'm hoping they like keep going because they've they've touched on plot elements from Street Fighter Five, but. Like, they haven't really gone into that story, which involves, like, the resurrection of M. Bison and, like, uh... You, you've read all the Darkstalkers comics, too, that... Yeah, all, 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 all they've had, like, is, like, I think, like, an eight-issue series. Okay. And then, like, some backups in, like, Street Fighter comics. Okay. And then, it, but, I mean, is that kind of on the the back burner for right now, or is that being released kind of like you were describing Street I... Fighter kind of comes out whenever so. it comes out yeah like i like the dark stalkers like solo series was released like probably like 10 years ago like oh okay like, so okay. yeah i i don't know if there are any plans like to continue that i, I always feel like i i mean i guess i guess it's fair because I, I guess street fighter is much more well known in you know western you know 
I don't know what the word uh, pop culture or whatever. You know, they're like they're 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 much better known than Darkstalkers is, even though like they both had cartoons. But it's like Street Fighters had a couple movies. You know, they've had some you know longer lasting anime. Whereas you know, I think Darkstalkers only had that OVA. You know, it was like the six episodes or whatever. You know, and so you're like sitting there going, well, it's like. Darkstalkers has a lot of what Street Fighter has, but a lot less of it. And, like, I guess I was just about to lament. Like, I'm kind of like, I would have, you know, I mean, and Justin may get my back on this, but, I mean, I would kill for a, a six-inch, you know, in-scale, you know, Morgan, like, legend-style figure, you know? Like, and I'm just kind of like, why can't I? You know, it's like, I, I still have that, when they did those uh, Street Fighter uh, oh, or yeah. whatever it was, Marvel Mar- versus Marvel Capcom, versus Capcom, like yeah. two mm-hmm. packs or whatever. Like I still have that Morrigan from that, but I, I would like one that's like you know of of a modern you know aesthetic and articulation and all that kind of stuff. Like I yeah. I, I think they would be fun figures to have, you know, like and you know not not just Morrigan, but since Morrigan's my favorite, like I I think that would be really cool. Like I'm kind of surprised like nobody has the license to like you know I know like I think. What is it? I I forget what company it is, but there's the the company that's doing like some of those injustice figures, and they're doing a lot of the Street Fighter stuff, and I think they're like eight inch figures or whatever. But I was Play, like Play Arts, I think, or I no, it's it was, it's uh... it, it's something different, but I I can't think of it now. It's I think it starts with like an S or something like that. Storm collectibles. Anyway, but but the, the, I was I was kind of like oh I'm kind of surprised like. You know, I, I guess I'm always surprised. Like, I'm like, how come Soda never made any Darkstalker figures? Like, how come, you know, like, th- those kind of questions always pop in my head. Because I'm like, I would have liked a, you know, a Morgan or an Anarchist or a Donovan or, you know, whoever. You know, like, those kind of things. So Yeah, I guess, I guess like, Darkstalkers Dark, Dark kind of skated by on Street Fighter's name in this series. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like I said, this is... This is actually like the plot of Darkstalkers three that they go through here. That like Jetta is trying to you know awaken the fetus of God, and like you know the, I guess if it was a solo Dark Darkstalker series where they just did the the like an adaptation of that plot, like it wouldn't sell as well if it wasn't like Street right, Fighter right, versus right. like Darkstalkers. No, no, that, that yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much all I have to say. Like I really liked this series and I wasn't I wasn't exactly expecting it to like enjoy it or think it was like as consequential to the like main Udon continuity as it was. So like I was like pleasantly surprised at this series. Yeah, I, I, I think this was very enjoyable and entertaining. I mean if you if if you're looking at it from kinda like the Halloween like you know, fright fest aspect. I mean the Darkstalkers characters all fit very well into something like that if you're into you know movie monsters and things like that i mean obviously it has a very much more you know anime you know japanese flavor to those types of archetypical characters but they're still you know pretty cool and entertaining and fun to watch and if if you have any passing familiarity with street fighter i think you know that this would be something that'd be fun to to read and check out and everything hey mike hey chris what's up I just got back from the comic store. What'd you get? Uh, some really good books. They had the latest issues of Saga and Batman, and I got the latest collection of Walking Dead. That's cool. I just got some in the mail, too. I got the latest collections of Adventures into the Unknown, The Spirit, and Young Romance. I've never heard of any of those. Oh, they're all from the Golden Age. The Golden Age? 
You've heard of the Golden Age of Comics, right? Well, of course, but I've just never read that much from it. Oh, you're missing out. There's some great material here. And nowadays, they're really reprinting a lot of it. I tried it once or twice, but I never got into it. Oh, you should really try again, man. There are some amazing writers working in that era. Bill Finger, Gardner Fox, Joe Simon, and some of the best artists to ever work in the industry. Jack Kirby, Will Eisner, Joe Kubert. And it wasn't just about the superheroes then. They produced science fiction books, crime, romance, humor, all sorts of genres. Wow, you really love that stuff. You should do a podcast about it. No, you're right. I should do a podcast, and you should do it with me. We can call it Comics in the Golden Age. And we could create a website for it, comicsinthegoldenage.com. And we could also publish episodes on iTunes and Stitcher and make a fan page to follow over on Facebook. Heck, we could even talk about the golden age of the modern age, also known as 90s image comics. No. No, Chris. No. So join us for the Comics in the Golden Age podcast, available through iTunes and Stitcher, and visit us on Facebook or at comicsinthegoldenage.com. All right, well, I, I think that's going to wrap things up for tonight. If anyone has any comments, questions, and or concerns, if you have any angry, angry emails and you're possessed, you can send them to fanholespodcast at gmail.com. We are on all kinds of fun social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We appreciate all the likes, shares, hearts, retweets, etc. that we receive. We're on iTunes. We can be streamed on Stitcher Radio, so we're at all those cool places. If you liked comics, motherfucker, do you read them? We have plenty of other spinoff shows for you to check out. We've got Mobile Suit Mondays, Transformers Tuesdays, Toku Thursdays, Sentai Saturdays. We've got Justice Not Entirely Dissimilar to Lightning, a Thunderbolts podcast. We've got Big in Japan, where we talk about anime. And we've got the Fanholes podcast proper. So if you like this show, please consider checking out all the other shows. And this is actually going to wrap up Fanholes Fright Fest for this month. So to everybody out there, have a happy Halloween. And this is Derek, Derek WC, signing off. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm sending your soul to hell. I am just a creature of the night. That's what Akuma says. It means yeah. destruction. And then, like, I get a cool, like, glowing kanji on my back. You can't be sure what lurks out there in the darkness of night. We're the dark stalkers. Chiron, intergalactic collector of planets, wants the Earth. And he's going to get it, even if he has to wake the undead. He summons Dimitri, Lord of the Vampires, to launch a reign of terror, to release a plague of monsters and bring humans to their knees. But other night warriors are on the prowl. Monstrous, awesome contenders with bizarre fighting powers. Immortal creatures locked in battle to decide the fate of the world. It's enough to make your blood run cold. Like... Yeah, I'll give me one second. Yellow? Loki, what are you doing? When the world warriors meet the night warriors, they'll raise hell. These time-tested combatants have met many times in the arcades, but nothing can prepare you for their first action-packed, fan-service-fueled comic crossover. Villains will unite, friends will become foes, and the worlds of Street Fighter and Darkstalkers will be changed forever. Oh, sorry, my dog was, like, scratching at my door. <laughs>
Nice. I was just reading the shitty preview oh, synopsis. Because yeah. I thought it'd be funny. Oh, yeah. Well, what is that? The back of a trade dress? Yeah, something like that. I, it just sounds like it's, some, it's something they ripped out of, like, a preview synopsis for, like, retailers or whatever. Well, there's, a, like, a slightly more, like, I guess, informational uh, synopsis on the, like, TV Tropes page for this. So, like, I'll read that. Um... <laughs> Who has also fallen from grace? Hey, stupid dog. Hang on. Loki, knock it off! The dog is possessed by the Satsui Hado! Okay, where was I? Um. Let's see, uh. Damn it, Loki, come on. This is why I have a cat. 